Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani. It's been a couple weeks after my last one with Aisha Taylor. Um, I decided to give the show a little breather. You know the context of that one. The building in the special place we record in, the Pacific Junction Hotel, has been sold. And I wanted to give... A moment of silence for that. And just kind of reflect on that special place and all the special people within it. But now we're back in fucking action. And before we left the Pacific Junction Hotel, I recorded about a month's worth of episodes just for this transition period until Girth Radio finds its new home. And this is one of those today. The saying was that I said to everybody when they kept seeing me in there more often that I'm going down with the ship. (laughs) And I had a funny um, moment with our last guest, Aisha. Of course, she's the manager of the Pacific Junction Hotel. I went there on a random Wednesday. Well, it wasn't that random. It was one of the bar staff's birthday. Emery had the work the next day early in the morning. Next thing you know... It's about 12.30 at night. I'm finishing my drink. I'm about to go. Aisha comes up to me at the bar, drops two shots in front of me. And I said, Aisha, I got to take off. I can't do this. And she looked me dead in the eye and said, I thought you were going down with the ship. (laughs) Just goosebumps. Party mode. Got out of there at 3 (laughs) a.m. But yeah, it was all worth it. And fuck, if I I'm gonna miss that place. Uh, if you haven't listened to the last episode, uh, do it. You'll learn about like a special place in the city. I've always been envious of certain comedians in New York. They have the Comedy Cellar. In L.A., they have the Comedy Store. Rock bands. In the 80s and 90s had their CBGBs. And around them doing their craft. It was just this incredible social hang. With like legends and crazy awesome people. And I feel like the Pacific Junction Hotel was my CBGBs. It was my comedy store. And not just for me. For many other people as well. But now it's time to move on. Like I said, these last handful of episodes were recorded there, so you're still going to get that awesome energy. And today we got a very special guest. Rapper. Simply goes by the name of Patrick. P-A-T-R-I-K. Patrick without the C. We have a very pleasant talk. You're going to hear his story. He's got a new album out called Spadina. The Toronto influence is heavy. And as I'm clicking around right now on my Spotify, it just notified me that one of the songs from this album is my top track, and that is Diamonds. I've had his music on rotation for the past couple weeks since uh, we have had this conversation. And what I like about um, him and the way he flows and his lyrics, there's a certain authenticity to it that... You just feel in the verses and everything. And it's quite refreshing from a lot of modern rap I hear. He's also had a show at Lee's Palace not too long ago. I seen some footage of that. 
it looked hype as fuck. And I couldn't make it to that one, but uh, hopefully I'll be out at his next show and I'll let you guys know when that is going down. But that's all I got to say for the intro. If you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, etc., etc., just to let you know, every episode has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You'll see a picture of Patrick in the studio and links to his music and where you can find him online and all that. So here we go, Toronto's own Patrick coming at you right now! Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Happy to meet you. Man, happy to yeah. be here. Oh, yeah, I've been bumping me. the new one. Oh, it's it's fucking sick. Thanks, and uh bro. yeah, I just love uh how like it's called Spadina, obviously, yeah, and sure. embedded in all the tracks, there's the Toronto references yeah, and yeah, shit. Purposely. And I kinda wanna go back in time and just no, like, or I want to understand, like, when did when did you start rapping, like, or like, how did you like get connected into hip hop? Um, I think I was around. Like, I've always loved music. Yeah, like, yeah. My earliest memory of music is being probably like three, four years old, listening to my dad playing like a lot of Congolese music in the car. Yeah. But then lyricism, I started enjoying when I started doing poetry in uh, in elementary school, and then. I kind of wanted to be that popular kid that rapped and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Finally, um, I just started appreciating lyricism and, and wordplay and reading. And then I decided to take it a little bit more seriously. So I would say around maybe 12 years old is when I really decided to put in a little bit more effort, understanding the importance of putting words together. That's young, too. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's cool that, like, even, like, in elementary school you got bit with the poetry bug it's like now let's take this poetry and make it fucking cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's awesome man and like so i assume from the record you grew up in toronto your whole life and it's funny because i was i'm actually born in montreal okay um and then uh we kept if i remember we kept moving back and forth from mississauga to montreal but then i spent a lot of my um, teenage years, my adolescence in Toronto, so growing up around Spadina and Queen, and so even in the songs, like you said, you'll hear references about a lot of uh, a lot of different areas in Toronto, mm-hmm. specifically because I spent a lot of time in different areas. I have little brothers that live around Esplanade, so like around here. Yeah, yeah. And so it's been cool. I had uh, family members that lived in different areas of the city, you know, like like Regent Park, and some some uh, friends that came from Jane. You know, myself living downtown, other people that are around Sherborne, Scarborough. I lived in Scarborough for a little bit when I was younger. So it's interesting to remember all these experiences. But then as I grew, um, you kind of feel estranged from certain things. Yeah. But then being able to meet with people you grew up with kind of brings back that, you know, the nostalgia of those things you've experienced. And then just being able to talk about it and express it the way I that I did on the EP 
it it makes me feel like this is what a Toronto project should sound like. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, it, yeah. Yeah, and it, even um, I was talking to my guest prior today about mm-hmm. you coming in and about your vibe of the yeah. album too. And we were talking about like how when me and him grew up, a lot of like the popular hip hop, you'd learn about places, other places, and it was yeah. always like New York, California, for and real, even like real. in rock music and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, it's just crazy like in the past like decade how like it's Toronto yeah. turned into like a staple. And he was saying, like, uh, he was living, like, way in the south, like, in the States. Yeah. And everybody's, like, running through the six. Oh, yeah, yeah and crazy. now it's, like, yeah, it's just kind of people it's are cool. learning about what's going on here yeah. through the pop music. And- I think I think it's a, a cool point that you make, too, because I, when a lot of people think of Toronto, they think about, you know, Drake. Uh, they think about The weekend, mm-hmm. And it's cool to see that this hub has a lot more to offer than just that. You know, it'll be different. I think Toronto does have a certain recognizable sound. You know, it sounds a little bit wavy. sounds a little bit dark here yeah, and there. Yeah. But uh, to have the city be part of those meccas, you know, California, uh, Atlanta now, I would say, mm-hmm. New York, um, and all these different places that, contribute a lot to the industry yeah yeah. i do think at the same time that that's what also doesn't give a chance to some um formidable artists to to peak as well because everybody's so engulfed in this certain generic type of sound yeah yeah. when you hear something new if the majority doesn't like it like let's say the city doesn't like it it doesn't that doesn't speak for other cities that may have heard it right yeah yeah and so it's kind of cool and so that's why I f- like i know for myself um i take a lot of pride in not making anything that sounds too like toronto but that can represent toronto mm-hmm. and so it's always about making universal music you know and i think toronto is doing a good job putting people at the forefront to do that but i also think that that's just what music does i think music has the ability to you know it's like a god-given language yeah it has yeah the ability to bring people together hurt people and i think the only thing that lacks a little bit i think in the city is they, we just need to make more music that will bring everybody together like the whole city together you know yeah. so that's like atlanta did that years ago um i think atlanta's still doing it now new york had done it for a while and so i think as a mecca that's a city that's becoming a mecca now in the culture of you know hip-hop rap trap if we may say so ourselves as well um there needs to be that like come together thing on as a staple Mm -hmm. yeah yeah one thing i really admire about your style too is like when i listen to the record too it's like like with your hooks and verses too like Mm -hmm. it feels like it's just flowing so naturally out of you and even talking to you now too like i noticed like you use your real voice as your rap (laughs) where i've met people who are rappers and when they rap they feel like the need to change their voice in a way too did you feel like when you started were you trying to do something like that Um, or was it always just coming right from you it's funny because i've I generally, as a thing, never really liked my voice. Yeah. Um, I feel every... I remember when I was in high school, I had called this girl that I was dating at the time, and I left a voicemail, and I wanted to hear it back just real quick, and I was like, ugh. Uh, I think everybody voice, does you know, that, too. So, yeah. so I was like, oh, this is what I sound when I do music? Ew. Yeah. And then as uh, I kept doing music, that was like one thing that a lot of people said they really liked. They're like, no, I really like your voice, man. It sounds different. It's this mm-hmm. and that. And so I think as I started owning that and accepting that this is my voice and then just metaphorically accepting that this is my voice too it kind of came in together and so there are some times where i like to use effects um like i'm a huge fan of low pitch effects 
mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think sometimes when you want to create something that's genuine and something that's different or something that's an alteration of who you are yourself, you can use effects and all that stuff. But I do try to use my voice the most as possible to, you know, expose a certain talent or just at the same time expose the fact that I use the resources the much that I have possible near me yeah it's yeah. that's rad too um i had uh, a few moments uh, i crossed paths with uh sticky fingers from onyx no. and for that's sure crazy. like growing up i always thought oh he definitely has the rap voice yeah. but no. what yeah yeah it was like finding <laughs> out santa's like real or something it's like, it's like oh hey how you doing he's like i'm fine <laughs> it's like, oh sweet <laughs> and he's just, like always aggressive yeah. and shit so i i, I don't know that's it's interesting too because like it, it's like when you meet uh, when you're you're meeting, you know, like it's like Christian Bale playing the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Like he showed up. Like, he's bad. What if his voice is like that? And he's like, oh yeah, hello, man. And you're like, oh wow, okay, like that's a whole different spectrum. Yeah. But I think what's cool is that's also I think the part of people being entertainers, you know, and so mm-hmm. they want to project a certain. I, I don't want to call it a facade. They want to pres- uh, present what they think might be more um, admired by the public. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of keep themselves reserved, you know. And I think. I like to think that that's a huge, uh, a huge recipe to like mumble rap or what's considered mumble rap. Like I don't think all these rappers want to rap like that. But then, you know, historically, hip hop has always been about you know masking linguistics. So it's like you got a certain type of lingo, and then I think. Um, being able to hear artists speak like that is kind of like masking a different type of lingo too. Because oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you watch a lot of these guys' inter- uh, their interviews, like whether it's Future or Playboy Cardi or these guys, and they actually have a good conversation with whoever they're being interviewed. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just part of the persona that comes with it as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But um, I don't know. There's a, there's power, I think, to being able to put yourself and be your natural yeah, self. Yeah, for sure. Because it's got to be exhausting when you like turn into the persona. In a <laughs> I way. wouldn't know. I yeah. haven't I haven't dabbled too much in personas, but I mean for me personally, like even with this EP, um, I try to be as real as possible. I think a lot of people, um, you, you don't have to, you don't have to portray realness to be real. You know, people don't have to know your lyrics to mm-hmm. know that it's real. Like it hits yeah, yeah. them and they feel it. And so for me, in every song, I have certain statements that are relative to someone or people in toronto yeah yeah you know so it's all about that i think that's more important yeah and um me listening to it yeah i felt that too it just felt very authentic in a way too like you know it didn't feel like you were just trying to be somebody else which i see a lot happen in not just hip-hop in all different general yeah yeah yeah, in comedy and like movies like people try to follow like a certain thing because oh this works for somebody but then they end up being like just a watered yeah. down version of whatever yeah. that is. And, and the comparisons come and then you never really get the bloom to the fullest like point. And I've I've had those moments. Like when I came out started doing music, um, I was really influenced by like Wiz Khalifa, mm-hmm. inspired by, you know, Lupe Fiasco, uh, ASAP Rocky, all these things. And then as I started getting older, they just kind of, for example, like, you know, ASAP and Wiz, they kind of talked about things that after a certain amount of time I didn't really like identify with like i stopped smoking weed yeah, um, yeah. i wasn't really like chasing girls and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's kind of content that i understand but didn't really like engage in as much as i used to so then i started like really noticing the little things and observing how other people were living and i was like oh that's a cool way for me to present it you know and yeah, even yeah. the music like the new music i'm working on now 
is like a cool flash to all these things that I learned about people that I've seen live. Um, just my faith in like uh, being able to speak as you know God's creation and like presenting mm-hmm. all these things to the world. So it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool because like I think it's special because like when somebody an artist like realizes there's only one you and like yeah. that's gonna make it like so unique yeah, for sure and i find that also is what turns heads like because there's so much out there and especially like go back to talking about like how toronto became like a major mm-hmm. hub for mainstream hip hop yeah. like soundcloud rappers are coming out of the woodwork that's everywhere true. And, yeah it's real but, um, yeah, yeah it's true. if you um i don't know just tap into like what's natural mm-hmm. within you it's like you're gonna organic. turn ahead and people are like, oh, what's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And people can't replicate that ever. I, I think, I think what's cool about what you're saying too is, um, I think a lot of people because you know you have new platforms like Spotify, you know, Title, um, Amazon Music, and Apple Music. I think people, um, I think people blame Spotify, uh, sorry, SoundCloud for you know creating this new generation of certain like rappers, or whatever. But I think for me. Um, there's a lot of great music that's there because no one's controlling who's listening to it. You know, like if you have Spotify, like you have to have a subscription of some sort to be able to listen into it. Mm-hmm. Um, title, you got to be some type of subscription for that. And so it's like SoundCloud is the only platform left that anybody can freely, like it's like the free world. Like yeah, you go yeah. on there, it's the web, you get to listen to it. Sure, you know, there's a lot of the same sounding type of music, but in there somewhere, there's some type of music like, I fell in love with, like, digital music because of SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. You know, and my, and my DJ, he's a huge EDM house um, fan, and it really gave me the chance to dabble into different types of music. Yeah, you can you go know? down the rabbit hole with yeah, stuff, too. Yeah, it's like, crazy. Yeah. It's literally like the Matrix. And I think, I think people just need to understand that um, it's just about what we're putting out there that matters, you know? Like, a mm. lot right now, I don't think there's a lot of quality music being put out. I think there's a huge quantity of music being yeah, put yeah. out. But then I feel like... In our North American culture, we saturate things so much. Like, you put this out, you put this out, you put this out, you put this out. And it's like going to McDonald's and just wanting the bigger, larger size every time, every time. You're not satisfied with what you get. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there's such a thing that it's great to have, like, an override of information, you know, that's accessible. Yeah, yeah. So it's just about how we use it, I would say. Yeah, and there's the pros and cons. And I think even, like us being so oversaturated with like anything whether it's hip-hop and even like i know with podcasting yeah, too sure. it's like i like podcasts yeah. though like that podcast is it really gets to see what type of attention span you have because mm-hmm. it's easier to watch it's easy to watch a video and hear somebody talk right we're, we're so programmed to have to see something on a screen yeah but then you can listen to podcasts while you're going to sleep information gets processed in your brain without you noticing yeah yeah like you get to identify our personalities you know so that's that's why i admire podcasts yeah for sure it's like the first time i'm actually learning something as i'm doing the dishes (laughs) or something (laughs) mundane around the house or whatever but uh i noticed like in this day and age too with things so easy to get out no matter what art form it is it's almost like to break the mold and get some attention, you have to have an extra yeah, step of grind it's and true. like people come and go and yeah. go. And I, I feel like you're the type who has that grind. I can tell I like you're all over the place sure. today. You were just telling me like <laughs> you're going back and forth and yeah. you're, you're going to a uh, part of town that you were just there. Just and, yeah, by, yeah. So, but like yeah. it's, I, I wasn't always like that. And that's, what's funny. Like, I, I think for a period of time, I was really lazy, like not lazy to a sense where I didn't want to do anything, but I was comfortable in what I was doing. Mm-hmm, and then, yeah. um, right before I started at the, the pinnacle 
or like a couple of songs before I started working on a project, um, I started meeting up with this guy named Gold Soul, um, who lives pretty far up north, I would say, if I'm not mistaken. And it takes me like 45 to 50 minutes to get there. And so every, like every two, three days a week, I would leave my home, which is downtown, to go all the way there just to sit and have a session with him. Like sometimes we wouldn't even record, we'd just listen to music. But it was that drive that actually like engaged me to want to do more yeah. and then from there i would go to harris institute go record there or i would go meet a friend somewhere to just hear music that they had or meet a friend to have dinner and i think it got me in a habit and then so when i moved to montreal i got into this habit of i need to go to the studio after work i don't care what time work finishes at yeah, i'll get this yeah. amount of sleep i'll pray i'll do that but i need to be able to you know engage myself and so even right now with the weather who's like super sus yeah um, yeah it's crazy i'm just trying to be I'm trying to respect my priorities, my responsibilities, and be accountable for my punctuality. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's magic that happens when you really find something you love. And what you were saying that you were looked at as lazy, too, that speaks yeah. to me, too, where yeah. uh, I was younger, and I kind of think of the whole picture, too. Mm. And it wasn't, like, laziness, like, with school or whatever. It's yeah. just, like, I just didn't give a fuck yeah, about I what I was doing in yeah, that moment. And then... I ended up finding like podcasting and videography and now mm -hmm. like people are like telling me the opposite. It's like, you got to stop being such a workaholic and uh, uh, it's almost like yeah. the shift, but good uh, balance is good. You mm -hmm, know, like I yeah. think you, sometimes you got to work like after I did the EP, I took a good two weeks. I didn't do no music. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't listen to, I'm pretty sure I didn't listen to any music either. And even now I don't really listen to music much. I listen to instrumentals. Like I listen to my old like SoundCloud playlist from two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I try to just prepare myself for shows that I have coming up or, um, you know, when I'm working on clothing and doing some, like, customization and stuff, I try to get in a different space all the time. So it's just about finding the balance, I think. Yeah, 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 It's uh, that's true, too. And, it's yeah, it's important that you know when to shut off as well, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I kind of, like, learned that the, <laughs> the hard way at times in my yeah. life, too, because sometimes, like, you'll get on, like, this train of momentum, mm. but then there's a point where it's, like, too much. You're almost, yeah. like, putting too much out yeah. or even, like just not uh, getting the proper rest and yeah. like you're putting out 25% of yourself instead of like 100%. Because like as human beings, we always think we need to do more, right? Mm -hmm. I remember, like if it wasn't like, and big shout out to my management, um, like sometimes I'll record music and I'll send it to the guys. I'm like, yo, what do you guys think? They're like, yo, this is a good song. I'm like, all right, let's put it out. They're like, no, we're not putting it out. Yeah. Like, relax. You just drop the EP. We have a video coming out. Like, you can, you know, yeah, just keep sit recording. On it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so for me, it's it's always good to have, and it goes back to the balance, you know. I think sometimes we like getting ahead of ourselves because we're worried about the unknown. Yes. Like, we're worried, yeah. like, oh, well, these people, like, okay, I just did that, but what if I don't do something else to keep up with that? Will people be interested? Will I did it? Whatever. Kind of like when you send a text to a girl you just went on a date with, hey, you know, have a good night. Yeah. And she doesn't text you back. It's like, yeah. oh, did I do something wrong? Yeah, and even yeah. that, hey, you have a good night, you were looking at your phone for 10 minutes. Waiting, like, 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 yeah. three dots coming up. Like, uh, no, okay. So it's just, it's just about about being like patient in all circumstances you know and i think mm -hmm. that's what i've learned with music that's what i learned with like my management that's why i learned about um putting things out at the right time and playing your positions right like not every opportunity is a good opportunity yeah you yeah know what i mean and a lot of people they're always like yo this person wants to do that and it's like oh i'm gonna do it but it's like it doesn't really benefit you you mm -hmm. know and so that's where you got to discern if it's like um if it's fruitful or if it's just clout 
you yeah, know so yeah. it's like hard to sometimes dabble with team both yeah definitely it's uh it's a Taoist mentality are you familiar with Taoism no, I okay. feel like I've heard of it when I was in school but I can't say I'm as familiar with yeah it. yeah it's like just about like kind of it's just, it's hard to explain because it's like uh there's so many different ways you can it's explain, but it's about go, it's about like going with the flow okay, okay, of okay, everything okay, too. Okay, okay, okay. And there's even a famous book on it, and it like uses Winnie the Pooh as an example because he just uh, kind of goes with the flow there, and yeah. just like bad or good, but he's always <laughs> like ends up like <laughs> just in the place he needs to yeah. be or whatever too. Yeah. yeah, that's just something I've been studying recently and been helping me with. I think like um, I think. Every life experience, every life experience shows that, and yeah. I think it's cool. I've, I've learned lately to really um, expect a lot of the best of myself. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when things don't go well, expect that the next situation will be better. Mm-hmm. Um, don't drown yourself in what happens, you know. And so, my life right now is like I'm very thankful, like very thankful. The people that are around me. Um, I've, I won't say I, like, cut people out of my life. I'm just very selective on where my energy goes. Yeah, and yeah. And the things that I get back so far have been, like, beautiful. Yeah, for it's sure. It's really awesome. For sure. I think um, intense a big thing, too. Like, I noticed just huh. the, to get a little spacey on yeah, you, yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. some days I'll wake up and, like, we, we talked about going into the unknown and how <laughs> scary that can be. Like, yeah. sometimes, like, I'll have, like, the best time when I... I'm kind of like reflecting on the unknown. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fucking Facts. awesome. Facts. And then I think something in my subconscious like will start shifting the situation to make it that way. Mm. And then I'll notice like on a day where I maybe I have like I'm in like a shit mood and I don't yeah. know like, oh, why did I pick up this interview or whatever? Yeah, and then yeah, I, I notice at the end of it, it's just like going into it with that intent. Maybe it didn't turn out to be like huh. the best segment or yeah. like time like even going to like a party or something like that mm-hmm. it's a, i don't know like it's it's cool because you know. see it's funny you talk about like the unknown so for example like when i was working on the ep um there are certain songs that i put out and i was like i wonder how people can react to this it's like who cares man like yeah you're yeah. putting on for toronto like purely for toronto right now mm-hmm. and and then after that you know i sit back and it's like i get up and i'm like okay the ep's like out now huh yeah okay what should i do like i reflect about the listening party which was amazing like fully packed and and my friends at brims who really supported me and supported the cause and it's like the unknown is the scariest thing granted Mm -hmm. but i think there's a fear of i mean there's a joy of accepting what you don't know yeah right but that doesn't mean that you should be ignorant of the factors that you can control to make it known. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so I think, I think uh, a lot of people, and this is for anyone, like not even a musician or whatever, just like human beings, like be aware that you have the power to control certain factors and some things are just flat out out of your control. You have no control over it, you know, <laughs> and you just have to accept that and it is what it is. Yeah, for yeah. sure too. It's like you can take the unknown as something scary or something yeah. exciting. Yeah, you know? for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you're talking about like just kind of like writing music and mm-hmm. thinking about like, oh, what are they going to think of? And do you find like the ideas that maybe come like real quick to you yeah. are the bangers, like the natural mm, stuff? Because um, I was talking to another musician about this and he yeah. was like, yeah. And I kind of put it to an example of uh, I dabbled doing stand up comedy huh. and um, I did this one show 
and my biggest laugh was something that I thought was filler. Yeah. But it but just kind of came great. from like <laughs> the unconscious and I almost scratched it out like before I did it. And uh, my buddy said that about like a song he put on an yeah. album as well too. Yeah. He's like, it, uh, and we were talking about it. It's almost like if we felt like we didn't... W- inside we didn't work for it yeah but maybe that's the beauty of it yeah. what connects to is the people because it's just the unexpected yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah like i it's weird the way i write music is really weird a lot of a lot of the time my process is to go in the studio and freestyle over beats and whatever comes comes and sometimes i can rework them sometimes i find gems sometimes i really don't like it but the one thing i noticed is um my initial audience and critique is always like my fiance or um, my management, and it stops there. Yeah. And so it's like if I send it to my manager and he's like, I don't know about it. And then my creative director is like, I think it's lit. And then, you know, uh, another person in my management's like, I don't know. You have to shift it, shift it. I always have to be aware that um, I'm, I'm the only, I'm one of the sole purposes that comes at it from an artistic perspective. Yeah. Right. And then, our job is to be able to come like to take this piece of art and present it and make it presentable that everybody can enjoy it and appreciate Mm -hmm. it. But the truth is not everybody's going to appreciate it. Yeah. And that's something that like I've accepted, you know? And so it's kind of like, you know, for a while I thought R and B was dead. Like, I don't really think R and B was a form of music that existed anymore, but then there's artists somewhere out there that are doing some really good R and B sounding music. And then now you start, you start seeing it kind of bubble a little bit. So my writing process is just to just not try to force things. Yeah. Like yeah. Going through writer's block and, and trying to force it sometimes is just makes things so much worse. Um, but inspiration is the best key to writing, or I, I would think to just living in general. Yeah, yeah. Right? I find like sometimes you get hit with those bolts of like creative lightning too yeah. when you're uh, when you finally take a moment to stop. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. mentioned before, like you can always be doing too much, but then sometimes like you won't even be like thinking about music. You'd be like going for a walk or like, yeah. watching a movie or something, and then, yeah. like it's the hook will come or something. Like, that's yeah. dope. <laughs> it's it's weird, like how like sometimes you have like some that are so random like you don't yeah. even know where it comes from it's almost yeah. like a possession or at no, least in my perspective of doing creative work i believe that man yeah. like i'm like i'm I'm a firm believer you know in, in christ and, and god and i believe that you can be possessed by a spirit that can give you some mm-hmm. type of ability you know i think we're all like creations you have the ability to receive those things and a lot of my processes try to pray let it flow and what's really cool is even the music i've been writing now um, and all the tracks that we're going to release in the, uh, in the in the time to come, they're all songs for once in a really long time. Where I'm just walking in the street, I'm thinking about stuff, and then boom, like, oh, yeah, this just sound really good. Do I have a beat for this? And I'm running around trying to find a beat, and I'm like, ah, eh, eh. oh yeah, that's sick. And then you drop it, and then from there, it's just I have this stem, and the rest I'll just work with it when I have the time. Like I'll oh, go around cool, and cool. go around with it. You know, people get rushed into doing things too much. And we all have a responsibility to, you know, being time efficient. But you also have a responsibility to, like, putting out quality stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what, like, I'm more concerned about now. Yeah. You ever, like, have the idea and then you you write it down yeah. and then you're like, oh, I'll get to it later. And, and you then you look at it and you don't yeah. get it because, like, just, like, <laughs> it's the just vibe is in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I have, a, I have this, um, I have on my iPhone notes. I like using notes. I prefer yeah. writing on paper because I feel it's easier to memorize. But mm-hmm. um, I have, like, approximately 37 notes, if I'm not mistaken, on my iPhone where it's just 
words like this is a word it's a word a phrase a phrase titles for movies i don't want to write in the future yeah or titles for characters i don't want to play in a tv show but then what's so interesting about what you say is i hate when i have the thought and i write it and i don't remember it but then randomly at another point when i'm focusing on something else the thought of that will come back yeah, and yeah. i'm like ah, i can't give you importance right now i need to focus on this mm-hmm. and then i forget it again yeah yeah and so it's like some things are just left empty to to be dealt with at a specific time. There's a time and place for everything, you know? So sooner or later, it'll come back into works. Yeah, I had this hilarious moment. I found um, a book, uh, a really old notebook from like two years ago when yeah. I was uh, doing like open mic stand-up comedy. Yeah. And it's it's full of like not even premises, just like one word points. And it's like almost that thing where it's like, oh, I'll know what it means later oh. or whatever. I was looking through it like this year, like... 75% of it in my brain is just like gi- or uh, like gibberish to me and there, <laughs> there was one like it was just like a a, a bullet point that said penguin jizz <laughs> I was like what the fuck <laughs> I'm like I need to like burn this book because if I pass away and somebody sees this out of context it's gonna be and especially I was doing all these open mics like under the radar like so lots of like my close friends yeah, didn't know yeah, I was like doing this stand that'd be was, rough man people <laughs> finding like it's not it's not it's not his book this is a diary it's like, yeah things as you're thinking yeah. of like oh, yeah. it's deranged <laughs> <laughs> context, context. <laughs> yeah yeah it's cool cool so uh yeah so today you got like a session going on what's, yeah, what's yeah. up with that it's, uh if i'm not mistaken it's with sideways studios cool, cool. Uh, i'm gonna do a little performance there from one of the songs off the ep um, i'm gonna be going there um and just enjoying myself man like i have a show coming up on the 26th i'll be performing um under xavier wolf who's uh headlining the show cool man uh so yeah so if anybody wants to come through tickets are 27 dollars and 50 cents uh it's an interesting price considering it's like not a round number <laughs> so whoever's still carrying change out there please by all means. yeah yeah um and, and yeah, I'm looking really forward to it. I'm performing some unreleased music that I've coming out. And I'm looking forward to this uh, performance too because it's like the end of the media press when we have going on this whole week. I got to go back to Montreal, get back into my creative juices. Um, and it's always a pleasure to come back and just kind of connect with people. Like I even appreciate just, you know, you taking the time sitting here with me and chopping it up. I, I always find a lot of inspiration when I listen to people talk. And as a person who doesn't really like talk much outside of these types of spectrums, um, I like having something to think about. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's so awesome really too. Yeah. yeah, and I get a, a lot of uh, just inspiration just having people like you Sick. here. And Thanks, like, man. No, like I really appreciate you uh, trekking in the blizzard. Yeah, yeah it's heavy out there. I mean, I'm in Montreal, so you know the the snow and all that stuff is a lot worse over there. So if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I I feel I actually feel like I could talk to you forever, but hopefully, like someday we can do yeah, a part too. two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, bro. I also like I'm taking the snow in a factor that you need to go yeah, across town yeah. and maybe I like have that. some like downtime so you, maybe we'll wrap it up like yeah, pretty soon sure, but uh anything you want to say or yeah uh, you know if you haven't checked it out yes Spadina ep is uh live on spotify it's uh, available on spotify you'll have we'll have some videos dropping for diamonds um this next week coming up if i'm not mistaken so tune into that all social media platforms if you want to follow my boring life but exci- exciting content uh, type in X10PK on all social fronts. 
And, uh, you know, it's X10 Lifers. Uh, peace, love, and positivity always. Awesome. And for everybody who's listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anything else, just to let you know that each episode has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You're going to see pictures of Patrick in the studio in links to everything that he just said, the Spadina EP. And yeah, like uh, tonight, I'm going to start bumping diamonds, going to be cleaning my house and shit. Like, love yeah, it, man. And yeah, it was great to meet you, man. Great to be here, man. Thank you, bro. Cheers. Get all that flexing and step aside. All of that flexing is genocide. Girth Radio. That all that flexing and step aside. All of that flexing is genocide. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead in. Diamonds are forever. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead inside. Dead is You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead in. Historically, all my descendants were out of jeans. Rise from the ashes, you got a gene. Change through the grip and all kind of things. So if you attach to the grip of the drip, know you were slave to the ship and all kind of things. Bet you don't know how to item things and not trying to bottom things. Cause I was in Napany housing, praying to plot on a thousand. The dream of broke kids and housing Either the trap or the mouse And I had to get out the house then Found myself loving the city blocks Not for the glitters and flocks Just cause they taught me a lot Like loving whoever's a op I don't believe in watching the watch Jesus been watching a lot Pay respect to the struggle The debts are not Shout out to downtown Toronto Never know when you'll be down But everybody got your back to tomorrow Understand we don't need no more sorrow before you click post on that Instagram Signing your birth to your Twitter fans Your whole soul gets its face took By the devil watching you on Facebook This is a message These notifications never get read But still better late than never uh, I think we all could do better uh, That all that flexing is step aside All of that flexing is genocide You all got diamonds for dead inside You all got diamonds for dead in You all got diamonds for dead inside You all got diamonds for dead inside You all got diamonds for dead inside Inside. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead in. Sierra been screaming alone. Little Africans dead in his own. Trying to turn water to stone. I seen it all in my home. Weddings, 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 weddings. You know you gotta go get the band. Dropping bombs over Baghdad. The flexing man's on a mission, man. All of these internet challenges. Showing off waters and whips. How about showing some love? Not just the death of a kiss. I'm trying to build up a generation. The flood of the diamond is deep. Taking the transit, metro booming every day of the week. So y'all get creative and speak. Some say the flexing is made for the strong. I might debate it's the weak. Diamonds are forever. Real G's moving silence. Wayne said that's lasagna. And that ain't a shot at the goat. No, I just be vibing the quote. That all that flexing is step inside. All of that flexing is genocide. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead in. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead inside. Dead is dead is dead is dead is yeah. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead inside. You all got diamonds for dead in.